I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week, Matt, G4 apparently exists. I, okay, yeah, sure. Didn't think that was going to be a thing that I saw today. And uh, we saw some Halo things from Microsoft, along with some other things, but obviously the main talking point that everybody has is Halo, so. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to notice the G4 thing that I kind of snuck in there. Oh, I didn't need to see it from you, my friend. (laughs) I didn't even realize, like, I kind of didn't pick up on it until a couple... scrolling through the Twitter feed, and everybody's talking about it. A lot of of former people, too, but... Anyway, oh, yeah. So what are, we, what are we doing? Uh, well, oh, a lot of former people that have clearly nothing to do with it. But. Okay, that we'll have to talk about that because yeah, I haven't. We'll, we'll get there to the end of the show. You you know more than I do about it, apparently. So yes. Um. Anyways, uh, this is the Gamers Two Podcast for July twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. As per like tradition, gaming show channels, long dead entertainment, in the fire. <laughs> yeah, long dead entertainment formats, and like a phoenix rise from the ashes. The I don't know. What, what we could say we can save it for later. We're going to talk about it anyways. Are we going to talk oh, about it now? I don't know. No, no, we're just going to save that because I I do. I want to get right into it because I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time in Microsoft land. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then we will spend equally, not as much time, but proportionally enough time on, on G4. Yeah, I, I threw that in there. I was like, oh, this, this is going to ruffle some feathers. It, it's it, it ruffle, it's going to ruffle some feathers and it's not going to rustle any jimmies, which I think is weird. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, just the real... We'll talk about it later because... The reactions I'm seeing, it's that whole expectation thing where everybody's just got to step back again. Mm, that. But, Matt, if you're waiting for that to come out, which is apparently in 2021, do I have some things you could play first? <laughs> what are those things? Oh, those things are Into the Radius on PC. Golftopia on PC. Curious. Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and Stadia. And Carrion, or Carrion, sorry, Carrion for PC, Xbox, and Switch. And Roki for the PC. Roki. I'm real curious about this Golftopia. 
It is. Uh, did you ever play Sid Meier's? Uh, Sid Meier's Golf might have been the might have been the entire title. No, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Oh yeah, that's definitely a thing. I might have the CD somewhere. Um, Sid I played Myers that quite a bit. Golf, like how how do you go from Civilization to golf? Uh, Sid Meier had a shit ton of games. Okay. So think of Civilization as like the most successful one. So that's what you know. But there was pirates. There was golf. There, there were definitely other things. Those, I just remember there also being a pirates one. There might have been like a city one or like a resort type one or something. So here's the issue with sitting at a computer doing this: is I can look everything up now. Yeah. Uh, Formula One racing. He did first first game. It looks like. Oh, all right. There 19, you go. 1982. All right. Uh yeah. There's that. But the the Sid Meier's Golf, you basically you ran a golf resort. It was it wasn't the the civilization part where you have like a versus and you win that way or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was more the like Sim City. Like you, it's a sim game. It's Sid Meier's, but it's a it's a simulation game where you own a golf resort, golf course, or whatever, and you pick your biome, you know, your clubhouse, you're leveling up golf carts, and you're having beverage vendors and every you know groundskeepers and all those things you're building the holes out where you how you want to have dog like lefts rights par fives threes where you put your lakes where you put cart path if you're going to host a tournament you have to get your island to a certain amount of thing to host tournaments so then you have golfers that like uh i think i i don't remember but gary player's name might have been in the game I don't uh, think he was obviously like truly associated with it, but they might have licensed it enough to at least have Gary Player, or they had somebody that was like your renowned person. You had like a golf pro, or you know your your golf pro pro clubhouse person on your island to teach and be like the player one player in your course and stuff. I played way too much of it. Uh, it was a fun time. It it's called Sid Meier's Sim Golf. Sim Golf, that's what it was. Okay, Sim Golf. Yeah. I might still have the CD somewhere. Or you might be able to find it for like two ninety nine on some digital site. And then run an incompatibility mode with Windows 98. And still have it work like 25% <laughs> of the time. Yeah. <laughs> if if that, you might be lucky. Uh, uh, Golftopia is in that vein. Uh, but futuristic. Yeah, so looks... you're built. You're building a golf course with spaceships and giant wind turbines and elevators and all this futuristic shit. I think teleporters. I think there's in the trailer. You might be able to hit like a ball through a teleporter and have it drop out somewhere else. I mean, that's but what that... we need, though. Is we need you know we need to bring golf into the future. Yeah, yeah. We need the MLB Slugfest of golf. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if you just, ha- you know, have players stand in front of others and get drilled by a line, uh, sh- driver shot off a tee or something, but. That's dark. I, well, I mean, Slugfest was basically the same thing. Where you took your helmet off and I think hit other players with it. I think that happened at Slugfest. I know it happened in that uh, NFL Blitz, but I think it happened at Slugfest too. So yeah, 
Golftopia, Matt. Golftopia. Golftopia to get you in your fix before uh, Golf 2K21 comes out. It's all over when that happens. Which is next month. So, um, should I take odds? That's up to you. I mean, really, that's up to you. Um, I, I, we're probably going to have to do some tomfoolery for Microsoft because there's a lot there. Okay. Um, but it's you know relatively short. So, I mean, I'll just do all of Microsoft if you want me to. It doesn't matter to me. Well, I don't. I don't care. <clears throat> if you want to do all of Microsoft, you should probably take evens then. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll take evens. Okay. I'll take Which evens and then realize me... that I, as I say that I don't have a, a drink anymore. Uh, but I'll, I'll be all right. I'll power through. We're good. Uh, that leaves me with number one, which is Nintendo held a short event that they are calling a Direct Mini Partner Showcase. Uh, Nintendo made it sound like we'll be seeing more Directs similar to this one. Uh, here's what we saw. Did you watch this, by the way? Uh, no. All right. So it literally <laughs> was eight minutes long. Oh, I should have watched it then. <laughs> That's why I was like, ah, do I want to watch this? And then I like uh, clicked on it. It was like, oh, eight minutes. It's like, ah, yes. All right. So, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necro Dancer is getting DLC, which I'm not a Switch person. I've never heard of this game. Yes, you have. So, remember, do you know Crypt of the Necro Dancer? No. That's that's a game that's been on Steam and whatever forever. Uh, it was a like dungeon-based style game or whatever, but you were playing to the rhythm. Like, you had to move and stuff to, like, the... It's all beat-based, essentially. Yeah, I know. I saw that it was rhythm-based, which right <clears throat> makes so sense Crypt for the, the DLC, basically. Ex- yeah, so Crypt of the Necrodancer existed. Then they made Cadence of Hyrule, which was the Zelda, like, skin of that, kind of. Mm-hmm. But that, that one was all... That one was before... It was after Breath of the Wild, but before the, the Link's Awakening remake or whatever. I think I remember it just because it was in a direct. It was, it's was. it been in a direct, and uh, there's also been people that we've watched that have played it. So. Um, so the first DLC pack came out the day of the direct, uh, and there's three total DLC packs. Um, if you're curious about specifics, you can look them up, but... Two of them are $6, one of them is $10, and it's just add-ons, basically. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Uh, Next up was Rogue Company is out on the Switch. I don't know, it's some shooter, I think. Some shooter that's out on other platforms already. Uh, I believe it's the one that is the team-based shooter from... Oh, God, I don't remember the studio. I think it's like $30, though. Yeah, it's, it's like... on Epic, and it's yeah. a team-based, maybe 4v4 uh, shooter. So, um, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, an arcade brawler, was shown off with a gameplay trailer, uh, which featured some wrestlers. Uh, pretty... Pretty standard arcade brawler, looks like. Nothing nothing special. Um, Shin, Shin Megami Tensei 3 is getting an HD remaster, which is coming out in spring of 2021. And then Shin Megami Tensei 5 was announced and is expected in 2021. 
uh, surprisingly, these things are outside of my realm. Because uh, I think these are based on, or they have some are linked to anime, but I don't, I don't know. Outside of my, my knowledge. Yeah, there. Are, I mean, Shimigami Tensei, other than my knowledge of its existence, uh, I have never dove too far into learning. Yeah, and uh, that was it. That was it from the uh, the little direct mini. Leave it to us to have one of the least. <laughs> One of the things we've covered the least probably ever. Yeah. In terms of like actually getting into it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, normally we do, when we get a full direct or anything, we usually get in there pretty good and I've gone through it and watched it and blah, blah, blah. But this one, it was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, Appreciate it's the news. It's like, it genuinely was this like tiny little like thing and everything was pretty like straightforward. There wasn't anything really to talk about. So I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But hey, it happened. And if you were looking for those things, boom, good news for you guys. Number two. PlayStation Japan has advised customers to buy the digital version of Ghost of Tsushima due to the physical version selling out in stores. A tweet from the official PlayStation Japan Japan account said that Sucker Punch Productions' exclusive title has exceeded Sony's expectations in terms of its popularity. Ghost of Tsushima has been very well received by the critics in Japan. Indeed, as Push Square reported, it is only the third game made by a Western studio to receive a perfect score from from uh, from Famitsu. The from Famitsu, like oh, man, yeah, that alliteration. Uh, also, yeah. <laughs> also, Sony announced that Ghost of Tsushima sold 2.4 million copies in the first three days making it the fastest-selling new IP for Sony this console generation. What does that mean? I hate these numbers. <laughs> I had to throw one in there. I uh, always hate it because we don't... what Fastest-selling on what... To, like The fastest to 2.4 million, I assume, is what they mean? I don't know. I think, that, I think it's the first three days thing. I think they have this weird indicator for first three days. Oh, or, or it's something. either it's it's either or, tell me the fastest to reach a number or tell me what it's like highest gross is and rank it among your highest grossing because I think like Last of Us Two is was fourth in highest grossing titles currently for the PlayStation Four so it's like that that gives me a perspective on when you're comparing it sales wise I know what the three are you know Spider Man God of War and uh, I don't remember what the third one was that beat it Uncharted Four probably. Yeah, probably. Um, maybe it was maybe it was three, and it was God of War and Spider Man above it. But yeah, the uh, what was I going to say? Um, we they had Sony didn't say, but it's assumed that they beat out uh, Horizon Zero Dawn because there's not a lot of like. I mean, there is new IP, but uh, right, not a whole lot of new IP this console generation. Yeah. That I mean, that would be my guess, and it also would make sense. I think, just for, her, I don't know that Horizon really got its love on launch more than it got it kind of down the road. Yeah, it was something like it took them like weeks to get to two point three million. So, yeah, um, which both great games. So yeah, far. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm surprised by the response with Ghost. Um, it definitely is selling better. Is been more well received and more talked about than I had expected it to be. Yeah. So for for what we all, I mean, you go back to the E3, right? That that beautiful Sony E3 of here's a sweet looking field and some other stuff. And then there's the guy playing the flute and everybody was just like, but the flute dude, and there was no more like other than the art style discussion. It kind of went silent for a while other than like that. We knew it was coming. And then they had their, you know, they delayed a little bit and whatever. And then it dropped and everybody's like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm in, I'm down. Uh, Fantastic. It's been fun. I've been enjoying it. I've been I've been captivated by it. So yeah, I mean I'm. It's the the joke is it has like the things I enjoy about Assassin's Creed, but without sailing, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I I really appreciate how quick you can play the game if you choose to. Like, yeah consume you can consume stuff really quickly on it other than like the awkwardly long like transitions that i think are there for loading reasons probably and i mean it it is very much comparable to an ubisoft title oh yeah in terms of i'm gonna run down this map and get distracted 10 times along the way from where i'm supposed to be going by shiny things oh yeah uh, literally but, shiny things like trees yeah. that have fireflies around me like that tree is important yeah or a yellow bird that flies out in front of me and i'm like show me your secrets bird and then i follow him for 20 minutes only for him to be glitched and not tell me where i'm supposed to go uh or you see a fox and you're like i gotta pet the fox oh yeah i gotta get off this horse and pet that fox and the fox runs away and then fox shows you fox shrine and you're like all oh, good times and you pet fox fox jumps around all happy like it's like all oh, good times <laughs> i loved every second of this exactly that's exactly it. Uh, I got to pick up birds in a cage. You know, I got to learn my flute songs. Yeah. That is not one of the songs. You don't learn the Snake Charmer song. I don't know why I did that. That would be awesome. I still haven't gotten a new flute song. Really upset about I that. I haven't gotten one either, but I did play the flute the other day just for funsies after you told me how to do it. I was like, oh. Uh, that's the so one thing. Alert. Weather didn't change. Can't those freaking crickets, man. I've noticed... I've noticed the weather won't it won't change if you're doing a quest that demands certain conditions. Oh, interesting. So like I was doing this we're getting totally off topic here, but I was doing a quest the other day or today that required it to be dark, I believe, like it'd be in gloomy. And like right. I was like, I'm gonna pull the sun out. And I got my flute <laughs> out and the game was like, nah. I'm gonna pull the sun out. <laughs> uh I control the powers of light. It is funny because you can just play it and like slowly walk through a village. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just I did it at the forge after I took it. I was like, I'm just gonna play my flute now, and I just started walking <laughs> around playing a flute. <laughs> what, what am I doing? Uh, games. All right. Uh, where were we? Number three. Do you have uh, not to not to get completely like, yeah, lost in this? I'm assuming we have the same conversation around the forge when you liberator or whatever and everybody's just screaming how they've never seen a samurai fight like that yeah all right yeah that's it's 
And then I have so many questions about how they saw Samurai fight beforehand. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I'm confused. <laughs> that, that conversation that happened, I was just like, um, are there other ways to cut people with a sword? I don't know. Yeah. Like he fights like a demon. I've never seen anybody do that. I'm like, or I've never seen any samurai fight like that. I'm like, I was gonna march with six of my men down onto a beach and murder everyone was my plan. And you've never seen me take on a small city. What? I'm so confused. Uh, Is it, I, I'm assuming it's because maybe all the civilians have only seen like the one v one standoffs. Maybe or they only ever see like the samurais outside of war, where they're just like, yeah, you know, it's just the like I have old. to deal with this tiny little criminal. the The comment that Yuna makes early on, where they're like, "You've never dealt with anybody that's been stronger than you are." Yeah, yeah. You've always dealt with like the weak and you know whatever. And mm-hmm. then the the mix of when uh, you and what's his name are talking about the tournament, and yeah, they're like okay, so that's probably the other spot you saw them fight, which is completely not a fight type of thing, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. Just a side note for you know. I'm sure we'll ghost. get into ghost conversation oh, we'll, again later on. Uh, we might not today, at least not that deep of one. Yeah, but when I get fur- when I get further into it, yeah, definitely we will. Uh, today's today's gonna be the last of us conversation probably oh yeah Ugh. uh i know i don't i don't, don't, don't want to make you have it again but you know number three rocket league is going free to play later this summer coinciding with the game's launch on the epic Games store rocket league's epic Games store launch will include cross-platform play with all versions uh steam ps4 xbox one and nintendo switch However, the game will no longer be redeemable on Steam to those who don't already own it, though existing user users will still receive all support and updates going forward. Inevitable. Just like Thanos. I guess. <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it's uh It's a thing. It is inevitable. I mean it was we knew this was coming. Uh but it's just the funny Oh, that was the thing. It's, I it's funny that if you're there. going free to play, that you wouldn't just also still make it able to be got. But yeah, it's you know, you know, whatever. Epic doing yeah. their doing epic, um, Ep- epic doing them money moves. The other thing I forgot to put in here: uh, this is the week that Mixer dies. Yeah, it was supposed to have died. Yep, PSA. So, yeah, uh, PSA Pros. is it dead? Is it officially dead? Oh, I don't know. I... There was some joke going around. Uh, can you yeah, can you just double check that it's dead? Uh, Mixer.com and then just let me know. Yep, it's dead. Thank okay. you to our amazing community and partners. Mixer service has closed. There was some joke going around during the uh, <laughs> the Xbox event that they were so busy with the Xbox event that they forgot to turn off the Mixer servers or something. <laughs> So I don't know if it stayed up like a, a few hours longer than it was supposed to. Uh, I really like but, that. You know, it's dead. <laughs> I really, really like that. <laughs> Somebody had a comment where they're like, yeah, Microsoft has everybody, you know, I'm skipping ahead to the Microsoft story, basically, but uh, Microsoft has this giant event and they have all these. I, you know, they're, they're pulling in the Twitch numbers and the YouTube numbers and whatever of like, this is how many people you have watching it roughly. And, you know, all the stats that everybody loves to gush over when something like this happens. And they're like, and zero viewers on Mixer. Rip. 
got him. Number four. During an earnings call this week, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guimont said that Ubisoft will keep its same pricing strategy for its next-generation games coming this fall. Video games released during the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 launch windows will remain $59.99, at least for now. Uh, So I'm assuming this is a little bit of a PR move. I don't know how you feel about this. Uh, are we saying that it's a PR move because they see the backlash to it? And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't worry. We're not going to do that yet. Yeah, I see it as a, like we don't want to attract too much, any more attention than we already have. I could, I could see them also saying that or doing doing it for two reasons, right? For For the PR reason. Like, hey, you guys remember that we had a ton of giant problems where apparently one of the people that stepped down or was resigned or fired said that no women lead in video games or that a woman lead in video games couldn't succeed. Don't know if you saw that article. Yeah, there was. Well, (laughs) that was bad. There was. There was a whole slew of like Ubisoft. um, This is kind of for everyone listening as well. There was a whole slew of Ubisoft articles that are in news that is in that same vein that was just i didn't want to go through and accumulate it all and talk about it because we would literally have a whole podcast about it yeah Um, the whole thing would be based on talking about how shit certain ubisoft exec or ubisoft execs or former execs were and yep and a whole slew of people have stepped down this week as well like more so yep it's ongoing if you are curious, they they said something along the lines of like you know no woman lead uh, a woman a female lead would not succeed, and which then is, mixed with which is demonstrably false. Yeah, uh, but apparently the going into or start, like origins uh, they wanted to have oh god I don't remember is it Arya it's not Arya uh, the Bayek's wife was supposed to be the main character hmm. after having watched I think the idea was to have Bayek die. And her take up the mantle and you play as her through the whole thing. That would have been interesting. And then that that person like shot that down. And I saw the one. Bayek. I saw the one about Odyssey, and that one. Then really there's the Odyssey one because then there's the Odyssey one where they said Cassandra, and then they said no, you need to have Alexios. Yeah, which is frustrating because Cassandra was clearly the better. Right, which I character. think is I think is potentially twofold, depending on when they made that horrible call f- to force Alexios to exist. They might have already done everything with Cassandra and like perfected that. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, now shoehorn in Alexios. And they're like, what the fuck? And had to like go back and potentially do that. Mm-hmm. But either way, we both played as Cassandra. They're like, yeah. And she um, was clearly better the entire time. And it was just more entertaining. And then there was the Syndicate one as well. Which... Yeah, Syndicate with Evie Fry. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be literally 50 50. As far as playtime. And I don't believe they were. Nope. Not even close. I played Syndicate, and I could tell you that. And I loved using Eevee because Eevee had the staff, and I love staff fighting in games because it's just so cool to me. But the Jacob thing was like, oh, yeah, he's uh, he gets in, you know, fights with his knuckles and whatever. And I'm like, no, that's just <laughs> so lame to me. I don't need to be, I don't want to sit here and be a boxer in the middle of this. Give me the staff. That's way cooler. But... 
it, I, I've, I don't know how to say it. I love that argument. I, I don't love the argument. I, I hate the idiots that make the oh, females and uh, female lead won't, won't work. I can prove that wrong so fast. It's not funny. Yeah, it's such a pile of shit. Like that, that argument really irritates me. Um, like, oh, hey, here's our old guard of video games that need to get kicked the fuck out 10 years ago. Some of the best games in the past, like, 10 years have had female leads. Female leads. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? Sheet. Yeah, I'm curious. So I'm I'm really curious to see what those ramifications uh, translate to in the future for games that we get. Like, if we start to get some, like... Because I think if Ubisoft loses those shackles... And they start doing a lot of these things that apparently they've been stopped from doing. If, well, you're going to get more interesting stories and stuff like that. Yeah, if people had hampered them by their own thoughts or whatever, what what do those look like if they're fully realized? Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be interesting. Hell, I would have taken a, a all-point or all-female breakpoint. Even though Breakpoint was is ter- or Breakpoint, right? That was the new Tom Clancy. Uh, After Wildlands, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yeah, that sounds right. That's I think that's right. It's on sale right now for twenty dollars. If you're curious, really? Uh, is at, it still broken at at, at UPlay? Oh, probably. Okay. Yeah, it is. But they it, put in the they put in the AI patch. It is Breakpoint. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. They put in that AI patch where now you have AI teammates. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's like twenty bucks on you played right now because they're doing a summer sale. The I would have taken like an all female lead there, a la the new Ghostbusters style. The new Ghostbusters I didn't like, but I think that was poorly written, not the problem with the females, but the just do something different, man. Mix it up. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I want a good story. You want to know what I never thought playing Last of Us? Oh, I wish Ellie was a dude. <laughs> no, never thought it once. Uh I really like one of the best. We're totally off topic, but it's fine. One of the oh, best, shocker. <clears throat> one of the best female leads as far as stories go, I think, was Aloy, because like she yeah. was so sassy, and like it oh, just yeah. it fits so well. So it it was the sass mixed with like not knowing anything about herself. Because mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced that the tree gave birth to her. You know, that whole weird shit that happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Halo is like a perfect example of, uh, well, you haven't played Control, but I was going to say Jesse from Control. Mm-hmm. Right up there. Also great. Going on a mission to save her brother type of thing. It was all cool. I enjoyed every second of it. Once again, had no questions there the entire time. Wasn't like, oh. Well, I'm not a dude. No, didn't give a shit. It was a fun game. Yeah, Control's going to be... It's, on my it's list those... To get to. It's, it's those... Uh, like I said, the old guard that needed to get kicked out 10 years ago is now slowly getting weeded out today. For sure. Speaking of old guard, Microsoft... Welcome is... to November and your politics issue. Oh, sorry. You want to go to Microsoft. <laughs> I thought you meant old guard there. My bad. 
Uh, yeah, we're not getting rid of any old guard in politics. Don't don't start with me, Matt. Don't fucking start with me. I'm not having this conversation. <laughs> Uh, Microsoft, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but I just figured I'd throw it in here. Microsoft is no longer offering an annual subscription to Xbox Live Gold. A statement from a Microsoft spokesperson said, quote, At this time, Xbox has decided to remove the 12-month Xbox Live Gold SKU from the Microsoft Online Store. Uh, customers can still sign up for a month or three months Xbox Live Gold subscription online through the Microsoft Store. End quote. Uh, with the addition of xCloud to Game Pass Ultimate, rumors are that Microsoft might be overhauling their multiplayer subscriptions for the next generation. All right, so I'm just scrubbing through the next... Uh, okay, so we don't talk about it in the next story. I'm going to I'm gonna rant a little bit here. And I'm not going to necessarily rant in the same way I normally do, because I know you're going to agree with me for the majority of it. Okay. Game Pass. Game Pass Ultimate, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter which version we want to talk about. Uh, can you, can you pull up Game Pass Ultimate for me real quick? Yeah. It should be, I think it's like $1 to $15. One being like your introductory fee for like your first month usually, and then I think it goes to 15 but I just want to double check on my numbers. Uh, it doesn't go to 20 I'm pretty sure it's 15 You are correct. Yes. $1 for the first month, $15 per month. And there. that includes PC and console. PC, console, Xbox Live, and xCloud when it shows up. Yes. If you just heard that and aren't jumping out of your chair, I don't understand what's wrong with you. So, for example, uh, one of the new releases this week, Carrion, or Carrion, or however you're supposed to say Carrion. That. I say Carrion. Yeah. If I say carry-on, I keep thinking of luggage. Same. Uh, it's available on Game Pass. Right now. Yeah, and there will be another one that will be available on the 28th. That I'll talk about in a little bit. But the the kick is... Everything I'm about to talk about in the next story, for the most part, is available on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everything in their major title releases is available on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everything it, at the conference was Game Pass. Right. There is no... It doesn't matter. Console Wars are bullshit. We This podcast stands on the idea that console wars themselves are inherently garbage and horseshit. They don't matter. They don't mean anything. The only, say, the only time like when we've discussed winning and losing are in terms of console numbers sold, and that's it. And what I've been saying on this podcast for, I don't know, over a year, is when looking at the next generation, in air quotes, Microsoft has been setting up services to just not give a fuck about hardware and provide consumers with arguably the best experience for their money, period. The fact that everything I'm about to talk about and all the things that already exist that are in Game Pass for at most $15 a month, and that includes your PC and your Xbox, is insane. Is inherently insane. That, like, we've done, we've both done Game Pass things. That includes Forza, Halo, 
uh, the new, the other new game, Gears, Master Chief Collection, and, and New Halo, both of those, Descenders, Carrion, uh, State of Decays, Ori, Outer Worlds, I think was on there. A bunch of other games are going to be showing up. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is in there. You know, there's so many, so many games. And that's just the the big titles. I don't even know how big Xbox's Game Pass library is, other than I know that it's massive. Yeah, it's, I mean, they, their verbiage just says it has over 100 games on it. Right. And I know they rotate some and they add more and stuff like that. So, but if you're somebody that can't in your in your financial situation can't afford say more than two games a year or something like you know something something around those lines two three games a year something like that let's say it's three games a year uh can you just do me some quick math what's game pass for a year game pass ultimate for a year uh fifteen dollars by do, do they have a deal if you buy for twelve months or do they not do that uh that's a good question. I don't think they do, but uh, I don't remember if they did or not. I can look it up, but it's um, be one eighty if you if you paid per month. All right, so if we say it's one eighty, if you paid per month, it's one eighty, and that's three games at our current sixty dollar selling price of a triple A full full fledged title. How do you not understand how? how great that deal is literally just weighing those two fractions three games for $180 entire catalog of games for $180 including the latest and greatest from Xbox and some other studios what I don't understand how it's people aren't so excited about that Everybody screams pro consumer, pro consumer, pro. That's the most pro consumer bullshit I've seen in a money hungry, like hot, not hobby, but money hungry, uh, not entertainment. What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's not division. The industry, industry is the word I'm looking for. In a money hungry industry, that is the most pro consumer shit I've ever seen. If you, it's not close. If you want to get real crazy, you can watch for deals on the subscription cards themselves when they go on sale, and that would be how you'd get get it cheaper. But they don't they don't give you a deal for buying it a year in advance. It's still fifteen dollars a month, no matter what. Yeah, but even so, even if you find a way to. We're talking the cards from like retail stores, right? Yeah. So like you buy a three month card or whatever. Sometimes like Amazon runs sales on them or. Yeah. Or, Amazon will run sales on them. Sometimes other places will do like buy one, get half off of on prepaid cards. Sometimes those are included. Like. Or even $5 off, which it's $5. But if you're, you know, in a pinch for deals, boom, there it is. It It's still so good. I don't understand why it's not getting talked about more. When when I get to the next story, a lot of it is just people pissing and moaning over nothing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, I did see a random number today when I was looking through games where uh, Microsoft said they have over 10 million Game Pass subscribers, which is not a uh, that's a big number. You know, it's not a number to scoff at. 
that's like your the number of people on World of Warcraft. Yeah. Which spoiler, massive. <laughs> There's probably a lot of crossover with those two as well. Yeah. And also spoiler for anybody that's curious, guess what the cost of WoW is per month if you pay on a month by month basis? $15. And that's one game. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I can keep I can keep throwing shit into perspective all day. Star Wars, $30 for 2 months. Guess what that breaks down to? You guessed it, $15 a month. Guess what that is? One fucking game. Yeah. EA Access at the top end, the premier tier, which I think is also $15, is access to EA's titles. And then that stops there. That sentence doesn't continue. It's EA's titles. So sure, you got your Maddens, your Need for Speeds, your FIFAs, your whatever else comes out, your all the other stuff. Which, hey, that's a good deal. Because the same thing, you break that down cost-wise. If you're just going to go buy the latest Madden, the latest FIFA, the whatever, whatever, just buy the premier EA Access, Premier EA Access gets you the legendary version of those games, which I think are all are eighty dollars. So you're already saving money because two of those is a hundred and sixty dollars. I can I can do math, I swear. At $160, and then you have those two in the subscription forever, and you're gonna tell me you're not gonna play other EA titles? I doubt that, even though we all want not to, but I doubt it. <laughs> Ubisoft has theirs on the way. So you want to play the new Watch Dogs, new Ghost Recon, new Rainbow Siege, Rainbow Six Siege, new uh, Roller Derby Arena, uh, whenever Skull and Bones doesn't exist, the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like people not talking more about these subscription services is actually semi painful to me. It is because like then it, it, you can abuse. I don't want to say abuse. You can use them as intended too. You buy a month. You play buy a month, play a as game. much as you can, and then yeah, if you've spent fifteen dollars compared to sixty, yeah, or pay for the one dollar and save fifty nine. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's what we've done when we played Forza. Mm-hmm. Forza, we did it with EA Access too. When we, when we didn't buy Anthem. Yeah, that's true. No, I didn't buy Anthem. I did that with EA Access. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that for FIFA. I did that for Madden all with EA access. I did it for battlefield. I didn't buy battlefield. That was EA access. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Star Wars through there. Yeah. Apex is free. doesn't matter. Need for speed heat. That was through EA access. I didn't buy that. Yep. Another one. Yep. Forza. I played Forza. Slay the Spire. Uh, sea of Thieves. And something else all on Game Pass within like in two months. Uh that was thirty dollars for ninety dollars in games, if not more. So I don't get how people aren't like about that. I'm so confused by some people that start complaining about one thing when I go, You don't have to pay sixty dollars. Stop it. You just don't have to. Whatever. Yeah, that's it. That's that's my thing. I I almost need a social media person. I almost <laughs> want a tweet every single week proclaiming excellence of games of Game Pass for like the next year. Just set a <laughs> reminder, tweet it once a week for the next year, fifty two weeks. Well, you could just 
because implement it into the new release thing where it's like oh new releases this week also these games that i just talked about are available on game yes yeah, screw it i'll add i'll add the end of the new releases of these things got added to game pass including the other hundreds of titles that you could go play it's the best deal in game you guys remember movie pass and how shit that was as a like thought process well it's great to start off it no here's the thing it was great to start off you want to know what they didn't have they were a third-party service working trying to like semi-circumvent the system yeah you want to know what microsoft isn't a third-party fucking service they are one of the top three players in this damn arena and went we don't care watch this we'll just revolutionize the way we do this screw all of you we're going to make everybody be able to play games and the best games. There you are. Bold statement. Best being subjective to whoever you are. I know. I don't need the, I don't need the feedback. Subjective <laughs> to whoever you are. I'm aware. But still, it's nuts. Nuts to me. All right. Well, let's talk about some Microsoft, some more Microsoft stuff. Now that Nate's been talking, let's make him talk some more. Here we go. Number six. Microsoft held their Xbox Games Showcase this past Thursday. They announced games during the pre-show as well, so we'll cover those real quick. Dragon Quest XI S. Wait, what? Yeah, that's the whole the whole thing. Okay, Dragon Quest well, XI S. The last word. Echoes of an Elusive Age is out now. I assume that's just supposed to be now. Could be. I don't know. Don't know why that's All right, there. so it's out at some point. <laughs> Might be now. Matt writes horrible documents for me to read. I thought you had updated on your end, and I was just like, ah, great, I'm screwed. I have no idea what that's supposed to be. <laughs> hey, but more Dragon Quest for people that love Dragon Quest. Echo Generation, a turn-based adventure game about a gang of kids investigating supernatural occurrences in their small town. Interesting. I wonder if I've seen... There's a game that sounds similar to that. I wonder if it's the same game. But yeah, I mean, fun fun multiplayer idea. You're snooping around trying to figure out supernatural things, get spooks, get jumped from behind, shake, make you scared. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading something. December yeah, 4th. I know. December 4th. It's not out now. It's December 4th for Dragon so Quest. Dragon Quest 11S is out. Dragon Quest 11S Echoes of an Elusive Age is out December 4th. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. Not that that was now really that I have important. Ma- now, that but... I, now that I have Matt's attention, I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, neighbor two. You're being stalked by a mysterious creature as you try to track down Mr. Peterson, the neighbor, who has disappeared after the events of the first game. So quick. I mean, they've made, what, three headlines or three stories from us in the last three weeks? Hello, neighbor, yeah. Or at least that studio and then more stuff and then we got this game which the trailer looks very interesting i didn't watch any of the trailers for these ones the trailer this one looks kind of you almost looks like you're um that the person that you're that the mysterious creature is remember spy versus spy mm-hmm. yeah it reminds me of one of those guys Inch, like a okay like a, like a, a slenderman-esque a thing well i mean he's just wearing like a black suit with a hood like not a black suit, but like he's all black clothes with a, a like a black hoodie on over his head. But then he has that long beak that makes it look like the bird type of thing. Okay, not a plague, not a plague doctor mask, but more. I don't know. I just saw it. and I was like that spy versus spy. 
Okay. Um, but they actually have like I don't know, and I don't know if it's in the the current game, but they have you being able to vault through windows and stuff now, so you're not just doing the weird kind of jumping stuff. They actually added it seems like better traversal things and stuff like that. Cool. Hey, I'm down for more of it. Exo Mecha, a free to play online competitive first person shooter. Uh, I assume there are mechs. Yeah, I guess they're supposed to be like mechs and power ups and all sorts of weirdness. It's Matt's alley. <clears throat> Give him some mechs. I don't know. All right, never mind. Not Matt's. It's alley. competitive shooter. That's you know. That's, oh, ugh. that's true. Ugh. <laughs> they had us in the first half and then ripped it out from underneath them. Exactly. Ballin Underworld, an action adventure game themed towards a musical theater, was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it was very I, bright. I just saw like a thumbnail on that one, and I was like, okay, that's whack. Yeah, so you can go check those out. And now, I almost want to do this event in reverse, but I'm not going to. I mean, you can do whatever. Well, see, here's the thing I was I'm, laughing about. I'm, I'm I was so <laughs> thrilled when they led with Halo, because I was like, oh, they're going to lead with Halo. And you were like, no, they're going to close the Halo. And I was like, that's right, motherfucker. They led with Halo. <laughs> yeah so here's my thing they still shouldn't have led with Halo I stand by that statement it's great because they literally did the exact opposite of what you said right I literally said flip them open with Fable and then close with Halo uh. because the moment Halo happened the rest of my Twitter feed from and like people retweeting and everything was discussing that. Yeah. So many other things were buried except for like two or three that made it out. I was like, what? Ah. So yeah, they defied me. They purposely defied me. Well, I thought it was a good well, move based on uh so are we talking about Halo now? <laughs> I guess I should I, say. <laughs> I was I was I was gonna get there, yeah. Uh I so, yes, the first game that was shown when we hit the main event was Halo Infinite from 343 Industries uh, to be released holiday of this year for the Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Um, I thought overall the gameplay was very, like, I say underwhelming, which that kind of makes it sound like I didn't like it. And it's not that I didn't like it. I just, it just wasn't. You know, it didn't blow you away. Yeah, no, there was nothing that was um, exciting in the gameplay sense. Yeah. Which it seemed a throwback kind of to Combat Evolved. Yeah. Which, which it's not a bad thing at all. It's just one of those where it it's more Halo. Yeah. <clears throat> and then everyone's freaking out about the open world part. Which, which I'm okay with it. I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I thought we knew that it was going to be open world already. I think there, I I don't know if we knew it, but you and I definitely would have assumed. Okay. Because like everyone was making a big deal out of that. And I was like, oh, we knew that already. Like, is, this, is this new? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of times where you and I get super assumptions and we just go, that's how it's going to be. And then I watch reactions and I go, oh yeah, they don't know. And then I realized that it was also never said. 
Mm, but just okay. in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, that's clearly what's going to happen. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, the open world thing is going to be cool. Uh, to, well, I guess I shouldn't assume that it's going to be cool because we don't know what that really means. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering how open world it is. Yeah. Because same. even even what they show in that little and you know this little eight minute window, what they show is you crashing, <laughs> getting out of out of the you know probably a pelican, getting out of that, and apparently there's a warthog already there, completely just waiting for you. That's weird, but you know <laughs> we're, I'm not here. I'm not here to think about the, lo- the logistics of that existing. There, I'm glad you pointed that out because there was a point where when they were going through the little covenant base and he picked up like a clearly human shotgun. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, why was that there? Leaned up against the wall. Yeah. They're like, they, they literally crash after getting shot out of the sky and there's just a perfectly good warthog just sitting there. And I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how that would be there. Uh, but they... The idea of the open world and actually allowing you to use those vehicles for travel in in the universe and stuff other than just like I specifically recall back to the end of the Halo 3 mission, the final mission in Halo 3 where you're just driving on that line to, you know, you avoid the falling tiles or whatever, but it's not you're never using them to adventure anywhere. You're using them to go on a on a essentially straight line race wherever you're going. Yeah. So yeah. the idea that you get to actually use them to traverse a world is pretty cool. But what I was getting at is, so you, you land, come out, they show you the map, and it looks as though it's an a pseudo-open world, kind of. Like, they, they zoom out and they show you, or they kind of zoom out, they show you that there's a bigger map there. But what you're currently doing is having to destroy those three turrets. And so I don't know if it's you land, have that open world sandbox where those three turrets are all accessible from that one area. And then you have to like go back to the ship to go to another open world area, which is what I mean by pseudo open world. Like your, your mission is not linear, but the you're still segmented from just driving wherever you want, potentially. Yeah, I also got that same feeling based on how the map looked. Like the map right. looked like there was like clearly defined borders and sections. Right. Almost as if you, you'd have to like fast travel to a landing point for those sections to, to go back to them type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, my question is how are they going to use that type of like, is it going to be, are they going to try to mimic open world and have like multiple quests or multiple objectives that you need to accomplish and you could just, do them in any order or like you stumble across them or like if it's just going to be traditional halo and linear and you just happen to have an open world like my guess would i don't want to keep using pseudo but but studio pseudo linear would be what i would say where they they give you a, a clearly defined end goal but the way you have to achieve objectives is not defined yeah where specifically using the eight minute slice we saw destroy three turrets just whatever however you want to do it go for it man see you later Mm -hmm. see you later bye we're not gonna tell you anything else about it just there they are you know good luck chief see you later (laughs) 
<laughs> come back whenever you're done. Yeah, and they just kind of let you go, and that's how they kind of do it. I just, uh, would, I can't imagine them putting quest givers in the world. That just seems so not Halo. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, and I, as much as they don't want to be compared to Destiny, I can 100% see public events happening. That kind of leads into what my concerns are, is the later on the, them saying that there's not going to be a Halo Infinite 2, and that this game is going to... Do, do you remember what they said exactly? It's like a... This is going to be the last standalone Halo game for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And they and kind of threw... Updates and stuff would take place under the Infinite Umbrella. Yeah, Whatever that means. Yeah. Which, that's my question, is what does that mean? And are we, is this converging with Destiny in, in uh, like, you know, a certain way? Like, it, is it going to end up looking like Destiny or is it going to have public events? Is it is it going to get, like, content updates and content movement and stuff? Like, And even that, I don't necessarily mean public events in the same way that Destiny carries them out. I just mean public events in terms of, like, as you might be going through your open world, there might be a covenant dropship yeah. that you have that you have the option of dealing with that are feed, right that in there type of thing. Yeah, or I, you could just ignore it and keep going. I just have so many questions regarding regarding that whole idea. But then the giant conversation around the game was visually people. Some people weren't happy. Other people were. Um, I initially wasn't a huge fan of what I saw visually. But the problem with watching everything on these streams is you can't ever take your first reaction from the stream and use that. Yeah, so... So I, I went back and watched the 2K VOD video of the trailer to judge and it looks nice there but there it and it's it's almost like a less is more type of thing where they didn't do these crazy graphical fidelity things which i and what people keep screaming is hyper realism which whatever i i'm over it um but it's Could it be better? Sure. Is it terrible? No. My thoughts. Uh, initially, when we first saw the screenshots of it um, before, I was a really not a fan because it's almost it's like Halo stylized. It's Halo stylized, but at a, at a almost lesser level. Yeah, it's like on those screenshots. It's like a bland. I don't know how to describe it but it's like it's it's stylized but it's not stylized but it's not like clearly not hyper real either yeah well it's not hyper real it's closer to stylized and when you say bland i i i think what we both agree is lacking of textures yeah it's like and and like semi-imagination like you look at some of the brutes from halo 3 in 2007 and you look at the brutes they show in in that opening sequence when you're uh, right before you even go into the base, when you're shooting outside with like the grunts and stuff, and you're just like, "Why? Why does it not look as pretty?" I 
after watching the 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 gameplay and the everything, I I'm more on board with it now. I think um I think it'll age better. Like if they're going yeah. to create if they're it seems like they're trying to create a platform to build on to. Uh, I think this semi-stylized approach will age better than trying to go hyper-real, which is basically the direction they were going before with the games, was they kept trying to make them more detailed and more real-looking. Yeah, they kept getting closer and closer to Call of Duty. Exactly. And if if this is the the style they're going for, as long as they're their gameplay and story back it up. I don't care. Yeah. That the story has been a giant problem with me after three for, you know, people weren't fans of reach for, I think gameplay reasons and multiplayer things, but I didn't hate the reach campaign. I enjoyed the reach campaign. And obviously ODST is always thrown in there, but ODST is technically before whatever that part, that, that timeline scenario. Um, But after that, I don't care. Halo 4 doesn't do anything for it. Like, I, I've been screaming for them to kill Chief since the beginning, before Halo 4. Just because I thought it would have been, it would be insane for them to do, but it would also be a easy point to then reset from. Of Just that version of Chief is dead. Whatever that means for the consequences of the world, kill him. But that's a different, you know, that's a whole other thing. Whatever is currently going on with this ring... And the finding of of Chief and bringing him back and stuff like that. As long as this all matches up and everything, and the one thing I'm saying is, oh, I'm not hugely on the stylized part, but it's not that bad. As long as that's my complaint, I don't care. If my complaint is, oh god, I mean, they went, they made these weird turns with the story, and it just doesn't make sense, and like the gameplay feels clunky, and it looks like shit, like. Then I have a problem because then it's not just that one thing. It's everything is bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, remember Game Pass? Remember how you don't have to pay 60 damn dollars to discuss, to even try this? Even if you don't necessarily like it and it's not your cup of tea, you don't even have to pay 60 to try it. <laughs> I don't get how people even want to complain. Like, I I will complain and, or I will judge it from a I want to see Halo succeed again and go back to, like, what we knew 1, 2, 3, ODST Reach, like that, that cluster of games where it was like, holy shit, these are a ton of fun. Let's log on and just play Halo. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. But what I'm not going to do is complain that I only am paying $15 to play it. It seems asinine to me. Yeah, I'm definitely... But, yeah. Uh, I'm hopeful of Halo Infinite. I'm just going to put it there. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm hopeful as well. And I do think... Not that Xbox will say it. I do think part of the problem is that they also developed it for Xbox One. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's... I be... think Xbox One held it back from what they potentially could have made that game look like and adapt to and i understand they're you know allowing it to be on xbox one and have 
everything be good, good for everybody. Uh, but I, sometimes with stuff like this, I wish they just bit the bullet and committed to doing the best they could best foot forward series X. Let's go. Here we are. Mm-hmm. But you know, Hey, that's their choice. What they want to do. Uh, and then I will touch back. Uh, can you write a note to yourself right before seven to, uh, just put like Nate hardware thoughts or something. Okay. I don't want, I don't want to tangent into it now before I get all the software done, but I want to tangent into it at some point. Mm-hmm. And I know I won't see the update, but I need you to remind me. <laughs> the next game that came out, or that was shown, was State of Decay 3 from Undead Labs, coming to the Series X and PC. Completely forgot about State of Decay when we were discussing games before, of like things we might see. But the moment I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that 100% makes sense that there's a, seri- that there's a State of Decay 3 for Series X. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, didn't really see much other than... It looked good. The trailer, you know, the trailer they showed. It was a lot of the this this event was a lot of CGI. It was, uh, which I don't know if you noticed. They were a bit more obvious at the bottom. With yeah, they were much they were much more clear this time, and they also hadn't walked into this event screaming gameplay. Yeah, exactly. And the one game we did see gameplay of Halo, we saw gameplay of. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, more state of decay. More state of decay. So there you go. Yeah, whatever. It always sells sells well. Yeah, people seem to like it. Yeah, I know a few people that are big fans of it, and I still see some people online every now and then playing it. So Mm -hmm. playing the second one. Uh, Then we get to Forza Motorsport from Turn Ten coming to the Series X and PC. Still early in development, going to be 4K with 60 frames and have ray tracing. And Forza Horizon 4 is getting optimized for Series X and will be available with smart delivery. Thoughts, Matthew? Uh, it looked amazing. Like, it was all quite shot ridiculous. In yeah, it was all shot in engine. No gameplay, unfortunately. But it looked <clears throat> silly good. The first shot they did when they went into Forza was the Mazda. It was like a Mazda race car. And I thought it was real. I thought they were showing us like B-roll of them. Uh, oh, when they're doing the, that's the like photo shoot room, right? Yeah, yeah. I the first shot you see is just of the car, and I was like, oh, we're seeing like a dev diary type B-roll oh, shot. Yeah, it's either that or we're getting the normal Forza thing where they bring out a new car on stage every time. Yeah, and <laughs> then like they went to another. Then they started showing more of like they showed the engine bay and they showed like the engineers and stuff moving around. I was like, Oh, like this is, yeah, this is an engine. Like I was like, Oh, and then race tracks and tight shots there and everything. Yeah. It looks, looks, I'm, I'm excited for what it means, like what it can be. Yeah. That's one of the, you're you're telling me I'm going to get Gran Turismo and a Forza Motorsport game that both look as good as they do. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm really, cause we're like, you know, Racing games not super popular right now. Making a little bit of a comeback, but you know. No, I mean Horizon. The Horizon style is your, is your most popular. Yeah, um, that they that's one of the series like or one of the genres I could see taking advantage of a lot of the new tech that's 
that's been coming out, like the ray tracing, for example, would be insane. Uh, not not to loop racing into this entire part of the discussion. I think sports games as a whole is that genre. Oh yeah, for that sure. Can, that can that can excel at abusing the technology that is ray tracing and of both audio and lights and everything like that. Yeah, like weather systems using ray tracing yep. with weather, water movement, like uh Oh my god, do you imagine water movement in Forza? Wind, yeah, like wind stuff in in when you're in the like when you do the can't think of the name of the camera. Can't think of the name of the camera. I want to say cab, but I don't know if that's not like the in cockpit camera type. Yeah, yeah. When you're in the basically the first person cam and you see your windshield, and that when it starts raining and you got wipers going on and stuff. I what was it? It was uh, it wasn't Drive Club, but we've had that happen in games before where it's happened to me. I think in. Project Cars, mm-hmm. but it's, it's Drive Club awesome was one you... of the ones that did did the crazy weather. Yeah, it's one of those things that's awesome for the going back to the hyper realism thing when you actually are getting downpoured on and your blades are going and it's at, the water's all behaving exactly the way it should with blades and everything. And it, it it's so awesome to see when that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we won't see this game for a while. That's the only. That's the only sad part of it um and the horizon 4 being optimized for series x um kind of puts that final nail in the coffin my, on that my guess is you get motorsport next year yeah i don't even know like the, i would we'll see you get the horizon year, but I, I i'm guessing you get the horizon refresh to hold it over for a year because normally they just alternate years uh so i'm guessing you get the horizon refresh postpone for a year and then motorsport drops next year mm-hmm. is my assumption but hey we'll see we will see i would love to see it this year but hey i'm not insane <laughs> if, if that dropped as like a launch title and already looked that good in engine that would be insane there's like I, yeah yep <laughs> be like oh okay cool that's how we're starting this thing all right game pass 15 dollars $15 for that amazing looking game. Oh, and Halo. Shut up. Shut up. It's so good. It's so good. Everwild from Rare was the next game that we saw coming to Series X and PC. Inspired by the beauty of the natural world around us, Everwild is a brand new game in development from Rare where unique and unforgettable experiences await in a natural and magical world. Play as an Eternal as you explore and build bonds with the world around you. Uh, it's kind of cute looking. Yeah, yeah seemed fine. The the big uh, Avatar Airbender Appa guy ripping down a tree. Yep, that was cool. Right? That was this game. Yeah, they saved a cute little Bambi-esque thing at the well, end. Well, yes, because his mother was dead. Yeah. They, didn't, they just didn't show you that part, but a hunter clearly killed its mom. That was the only thing about the game that was like, I was like, okay, what is the game? Was that like, there was yeah. no conflict. You know, there was like no. Well, not even, not even when there's no conflict. I, I'm still just like, okay, so are we just going around telling a story? Like, are, are we doing anything other than just kind of doing this thing and hanging out? Like, why did I help him or why did I have him take down that tree? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, there's no, it didn't tell you what you were supposed to do to, in the game. So. Yeah. Was I taking it to build a house? 
was I going to have him use it as a weapon? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Uh, then we got Tell Me Why from Don't Nod, Chapter 1, coming August 27th to Xbox One and PC, in which you play as twins Tyler and Allison Ronan, exploring the memories of their joyful but troubled childhood in a beautiful small town Alaska. Using the supernatural bond that allows the twins to interact with memories of the past, you get to choose memory paths to determine the outcome and uncover their personal story across three chapters. This was the, uh, oh God, uh, game that I'm forgetting. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, this this is the worst looking game uh, of all of them. Which was, uh, you know, still didn't look terrible. Oh, but it looked like I mean, life is strange. Yeah, it it it's technically the it's like the worst in our eyes, but that's the style of life is strange. Like, yeah, it was it was just it was more of that same style, but we're just not huge fans of that style. Yeah, uh, it looks like this. I mean, at least the story they show in the trailer was your mom tried to kill your brother, and then your brother somehow killed your mother in an act of self defense. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the story of then they meet together after the brother gets out of jail or at least are at least the, the trailers beats like the four defining moments you kind of see. So I'm sure when it says you can choose things to see how that story goes out or whatever, maybe, maybe it wasn't an act of defense. Maybe, maybe he was the one with the gun all along. We'll never know. Somebody will know. Some, I'm just saying, we like I'll never know. We won't. I should, yeah, say, no. I, I should say, I'll never know. No, I won't know either. I haven't <clears> played <throat> a Life is Strange ever. Maybe Dewey will know. Yeah. I doubt it. Maybe. But maybe we'll use him. Uh, then we got to Ori and the Will of the Wisps from Moon Studios coming holiday 2020 to Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Obviously, we know that Will of the Wisps is already out. Yep. Um, it's a thing. But... It is now getting optimized for Series X with 4K HDR and 120 frames per second. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting, actually. Curious, you know, when that happens, like what the reception will be of the whole 4K HDR 120 frames. I have a theory. Well, not really a theory. I have a small prediction. Uh, PC gamers for a while have been beating the drum of, you know, FPS is more important than resolution to a certain degree. Well, okay, yeah. I'll I'll allow the discussion to continue. <laughs> I'm curious if you'll see console players, like console-only players, start to get on that bandwagon. Because there seems to be a big push to hit 60 frames per second on things in some games like Ori, 120 frames. So, I I my argument always, or at least where I fall on the side of that fence, is it depends on the game. Shooters, I don't need a high resolution, but I need a high frame rate. For slow games where I'm not, you know, twitch reaction things, mm-hmm. I want high resolution, and I can take a lower frame rate for a higher resolution in you know more art styley games type of thing. Like Last of Us, I could take it 4K 30. That's fine. I don't need it at 120. Mm-hmm. But Call of Duty, I would prefer at 120 at 1080 
if it meant that I could get it that that quickness. Yeah. I think um selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I don't know. I don't want to have this argument. <laughs> I mean I mean it's not really an argument. Yeah, it's like a preference type type thing. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm curious to see how that happens, though, because for a long time, I mean, the, the current crop of consoles are by no means junk, but right. they are largely incapable of hitting, like, what PC gamers would consider bare minimum for frame rate consistency. So, I'm curious to see... The opinions uh, of console only players when when they start to, if we see these, I should say that part too. If we do see these these milestones, performance milestones being hit, yeah, it definitely is an interesting. Um, it, it's something we've alluded to in the past too of discussing like what what is the console the console specific player the ones that don't play on PC either. Mm-hmm. but the console-only section of the Venn diagram, when PC settings start getting put in their games, what happens? Yeah. Like if, say, you, say you start getting the slider so you can change what frame rate and resolution you're running your game at. What happens? Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? It's who interesting. Knows. 
Uh, then we move on to the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon from Obsidian, September 9th, coming to Xbox One and PC. A brand new noir-tinged adventure that takes players to the Gorgon asteroid to investigate the mysterious origin of Adrena Time. I appreciated so, hey. the uh, trailer for this one. I, I like the uh, you know the the old radio show style, old radio almost tongue in cheek. Yeah, uh, yeah. As it was playing, I was like, "Wait, that's the outer world." Oh, it's DLC. <laughs> I was like, what? I had to like take a step back for a second because I was like, well, that just looks like the outer world. Why was that? Oh, it's just more of it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, this is uh, the beginning of Obsidian's little this mini yeah. showcase. Be- before I even continue into the Obsidian mini showcase that happened in the middle of an Xbox event, uh, it's funny when... You know, we we talked about it not on here, but you're like, oh, New Vegas, all right, cool. Oh, all right, they're gonna make a, a you know a Fallout esque style game in Outer Worlds. Oh, Microsoft is gonna give them a bunch of money. Oh, they're gonna fucking just go bananas. <laughs> they, the what is it? Last two years, they've just gone insane. Yeah, insane. and it's only gonna get it's only gonna get worse with the more that I read. But it's almost like they specifically went for Bethesda's throat. Yeah, Bethesda, and um, I mean they they could very well, depending on what becomes of the last game you're gonna mention from them, they could kind of take Bioware's uh, place as far as you know quality storytelling RPGs. I think Bioware's lost it before Bethesda has at the moment. I think Bioware's almost already two feet in the grave. Yeah, I mean, well... Bethesda's hole is dug. They just need to get pushed in. That's what I'm saying, though, is, like, the lapse... There's kind of, like, a... There's a hole. There's clearly a gap. There's a power... A power vacuum. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yes, for sure. I mean, yeah, the, the Bioware's got some problems, but that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to. I was gonna keep going down in my graveyard story about how like Bioware's already laying in the ground. Somebody just needs to put the dirt on them, and Bethesda's standing over a different hole, just like, just push me in, guys. Go for it. So. We'll see. Maybe they make it out. But Grounded from Obsidian Entertainment was the next game. Coming July 28th to early access on Xbox One and PC. Combining the elements from the RPG world with the best elements of survival games, you and up to three other players explore the backyard from the perspective of an ant to piece together how to return back to normal size. A la Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Along the way, you'll run into both peaceful and very, very hostile insects, all fighting to survive right behind the house. Gather, craft, and build bases with everyday objects you find in the yard, or just feed your friends to the spiders. Also, if you are looking for the biggest game this year, play Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, they did, a, they did a good job with their game trailers, for yeah, sure. The, the trailer for this one was looked like a lot of fun. 
it did. It looked uh, it looked really cool. I'm I kind of want to check this out. Um, I'm curious. I was trying to find an answer to this, but I can't get a specific answer. Clearly, it's coming to Game Pass. I'm curious if it'll be on Game Pass on the 28th in its early access form. I believe it is supposed to be, yes. Okay. Because obviously it's early access. It's on Steam, so that's interesting. It's a, it's supposed to be at least an Xbox game preview, but I'm all, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be in Game Pass. Okay. And uh, then the final game from Obsidian Entertainment. Avowed for Series X and PC. A first-person RPG set in the fantasy world of Aora. It's a neat y'all little like teaser. Sky, y'all like Skyrim? Yeah. <laughs> you guys like Elder Scrolls? Do you want another what Elder if, Scrolls? <laughs> what if we made a better one? Smart move for them, though, because like Bethesda's clearly not going to be able to get an Elder Scrolls game out before this comes out. And no, people no, no, want no. an Elder Scrolls game, like, really badly. Yeah, because of how long the Skyrim's come to... Or, yeah, the Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Skyrim came to everything, including my Samsung fridge, so... Yeah, yeah. I would have taken a new one before I was able to play it on a fridge. Exactly. And Obsidian's going to drop this, and theoretically, you know, it'll be good. It'll Yeah, in theory, it'll be the beginning of the grave yeah. for Bethesda. <laughs> But it's uh, and then yeah, by the I mean, time it, this comes out, Obsidian will have already announced like six more games. So yeah, they'll be like, "Hey, do you guys have you guys ever heard of Doom? <laughs> we made one called Mood." It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Obsidian had a had a strong showing, and I'm intrigued to see where all of it goes. Uh, oh, and Game Pass is fifteen dollars. Have I not gotten that three or thick skulls yet? Damn, it's a good deal. I uh, I'm kind of happy for Obsidian because I didn't expect. I didn't expect any of this. Yeah, I didn't expect them to go ham. So, I was like, okay, we might like didn't not even thinking about it. I was like, all right, we'll get Outer Worlds DLC. Cool. Maybe we'll get like another small side project or a tease of what Outer Worlds Two might look like, or whatever they want to call it, the Outer Outer Worlds. I don't know how they're gonna. <laughs> More, more outer worlds, further outer worlds. I don't know. Inner worlds. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inner <laughs> one planet is that's just the name of the game. Uh, how those would be, and then they're like, "Oh, what if I, we have all these other things?" I'm like, "Oh, you guys have been doing things. <laughs> you guys been working." Then we go to as dusk falls from Interior Night for Series X, Xbox One, and PC. A multi-generational story set in the American Southwest about resilience, sacrifice, and how the mistakes of the older generation transmit to the younger. What begins as a focus tale of two families trapped in a hostage situation becomes a sprawling epic about how people grow and change over decades. Did I miss this game? Uh, you probably didn't. Um... I just remember when I was watching the game, I was like, I don't, what is this? And then when I read the description later on, I was like, oh, it makes sense now. 
Uh, it was the game that we they were they were focusing more on the developer and the studio more than the game itself. Ah, okay. Uh, that was the one with the lady. I can't remember her name, but she was like talking, and they were talking about like it was the stylized one. It was the one where they were like clearly oh the one like, that, filming yeah, yeah, people yeah. and then putting them in engine. Yes, I know. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hey man, get your story-based games right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good, good, good for Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, they basically covered the gambit, the gamut of all types of games in this press conference. Oh yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know how you look at this at this and say there wasn't something that was for me. Yeah. And they still have yeah, more. No matter no matter where studios. you stand. And they still yeah, have more they, stuff. They're like, yeah, we got more. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. The best part was they're like, hey, we did that first event. You know, it didn't go so well. We'll do this event. It goes much better. You know, much like a few hundred percent better. This event was than the previous one. And like, oh yeah, we got more we have to do. So don't worry about this. Like, we'll just show you some. We'll see you in August probably to give you more. <laughs> then we moved on to Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 from Ninja Theory coming to Series X and PC. No new trailer for Hellblade, but just a developer update. Ninja Theory said it'll take place in 9th century Iceland, and players will travel, quote, hundreds of miles seamlessly across Iceland, end quote. I thought this was kind of weird. It it was definitely not what I was expecting from them. Yeah. I was expecting a second trailer or something more. Yeah, this kind of made it seem like like I thought they were further along with the game. Yeah, this this seems like we're it's a next year at the soonest title. Yeah, yeah. I know well, they're it's working. Either, it's either like next year or it's the you know fourth quarter. You know, we'll be out in February and then delayed out of it. Yeah, I know they're working on other stuff as well, but I just kind of assumed it'd be further along. Like I was thinking we'd see like trailer at least possibly gameplay and yeah then they were just like yeah principal photography basically like scouting blah 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 and i was like oh okay i guess those are the things you put in the documentary after the game comes out yeah they're doing uh if you're curious they do dev updates they call them like dreadnought diaries i think is what they call them uh, on the on their youtube channel if you want to follow along in their development Interesting. Then we move on to the game everybody's been waiting for. Psychonauts 2 from Double Fine. Coming in 2021 to Series X? Question mark? Yes. Uh, Xbox One and PC. Uh, There was a little confusion. Uh, Microsoft's not consistent with their messaging as far as what this game's coming to and what it's for so anyways great yeah why yeah. why be clear yeah let's make it harder because it, it's they say it's coming out to xbox one and pc but then at some point in the description it says they're optimizing it for it's optimized it will be optimized for series x and i was like so what are we what are we doing here guys like so probably it'll see. release for those ones with smart delivery to x i assume but. that's what i'm assuming but it's not like 
but why not just say it? Basically? Yeah, it doesn't have the same messaging that all the other games have gotten on as far as that Series X stuff and smart delivery. So, Of course not. But freshly minted special agent and acrobat extraordinaire Rasputin Raz Aquato returns to unpack emotional baggage and expand mental horizons. Along the way, he'll help new friends like this magical moat of light voiced and sung by Jack Black. Raz must use his powers to unravel dark mysteries about the Psychonauts team and his own family origins. Cool. I thought the Jack Black thing was pretty cool. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm always down with Jack Black in a video game. Yeah, uh, and for anybody that doesn't know history of like Jack Black with, I think specifically like Tim Schafer and Double Fine, because they made Brutal Legend, didn't they? I believe they did, yeah. Yeah. And when I saw him, I was like, oh my god, there's no way they make a Brutal Legend 2. There is absolutely no way they're doing that. And then they do the the <laughs> Psychonauts 2 thing, and I was like, okay, alright, yeah, that's cool. That was my and first thought he, as well, was the Brutal Legends 2. I was like, oh, okay, Brutal Legends 2, and then... And then uh, he killed the song. He did. It was great. I liked yeah. it. Everything fit right in. Uh, it was... With going from this one and then going back to Ori real quick, Mm -hmm. it was very well shot of the game interlaced with him, him doing the singing, the song recording. They were, I thought having like some of the side by sides and the jump between them were, were pretty well shot for their little trailer they were doing. Yeah. They totally redeemed themselves on, uh, production quality. Oh, a hundred percent. But I mean, like specifically for that video and then for the Ori one, when they were showing actual side-by-side shots of what it means to be 60 frames versus 120. Mm-hmm. Like the people don't understand unless you do those things and you go look at the exact differences we're talking about. Sometimes you just say a number and people can't put a visual to what numbers mean. But when you go, that's what that is. Like, I wanted to shout it out that, but I forgot to, so. Destiny 2 Beyond Light made an appearance from Bungie coming 2020 and to Series X, Xbox One, and PC, and about every other damn thing you can play on. Uh, Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass, including Beyond Light. So Destiny 2 seems to be getting the complete treatment on Game Pass. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's actually super intriguing to me, because, oh... I get another giant shooter MMO for $15. You know what else is on Game Pass that I didn't realize until I looked it up earlier? Uh, Not saying that this is worth getting it for, but Fallout 76. Oh, sorry. A giant game that, while it might be broken and have some problems, is available for $15. Perfect. Uh, I think the interesting part about this, and it's not surprising knowing how the contracts work and everything, but that uh, we saw it at Xbox and not on PlayStation. Yes. Well, PlayStation had to deal with Activision, not with Bungie. Yeah, exactly. So that's always been the, the joke there. Or not the joke, but like that was the thing. I didn't expect to see them after, after Activision. I didn't expect to see it because... They they always had their partnership for it happened to be Destiny and Call of Duty and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think the Beyond Light going there is massive. 
Oh, because I assume that's setting that's setting a precedent for their other expansions as they release to also just become a part of Game Pass. So, oh yeah, you don't have to. You just pay the fifteen. Oh, it's so good, Matt. Yeah, and that opens it up too to a whole different sect of people. Like I would not have played Beyond Light, but since it's a part of Game Pass, I haven't gone back to Destiny it. too. Yeah, I would consider it because you know it's. I get a month of Game Pass for fifteen bucks, and then I can play it and not feel guilty about buying it. Even then, if if you were doing that, I'd be like, "Let's go," and I would just link my account back to my Xbox or you know to my Xbox account and play on my PC and be like, "Cool, I have Game Pass, and I am playing the latest and greatest updated version of Destiny." And since I haven't played from like the beginning, I have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's fifteen dollars. Like I, whoo, <clears throat> blows my mind, Matt. Mind blown meme with like the explosion thing coming out of the side of my head, or the old uh, you know finger point to the head. Like why spend sixty when you spend fifteen? Oh yeah, the finger point meme. Yeah, no, sure. yeah the old finger point meme. I I never remember his name, but I was gonna say the guy's name. Never yeah, I don't remember. I don't know what his name is either. Then we get Sark's biggest excitement out of this entire thing. The one and only Mr. Sark. If you're not following him on, you're not subscribed to him on YouTube, you should go be subscribed to him. And then you should also follow him on Twitch at the Mr. Sark. Free shout out to the six people that might be listening. Stalker 2 from GSC Game World coming 2021 to the Series X and PC. The trailer has about double the amount of views as any of the other showcase trailers, which is just a fun fact because it's Stalker, a game that a niche crowd, as far as I'm concerned, is aware of and hasn't... The Stalker complete mod is uh, 2013 maybe? For, I don't remember when the original Stalker came out, but the complete mod was to fix and like retool a lot of the Stalker stuff. And now there's a two. Yeah, the uh, Stalker community always surprises me because I've always I, I assume the game is niche, but I don't. Maybe it's not as much as we think it is. Maybe, but you just never hear it talked about. Yeah, it's. I mean, it kind of it kind of makes sense because like a lot of games that have been popular recently kind of fit in that same vein, like uh, Escape from Tarkov, and like they all kind of have a similar vibe. And similar, and who knows? Maybe because it's it's all it falls into the Fallout vein. Yeah, yeah, Fallout like, like it's, and it's survival, nuclear um, problems, radiation. Dude, when it first started playing, I thought it was Chernobylite. I was like, right, okay, so Chernobylite. Just... <laughs> They're like, what? Yeah, I was like, that would have been weird. But then I saw Stalker, when I saw Stalker 2, I was like, there's no fucking way that's a real title. Like, no way they made a second one. Uh, but also remember, I mean, we did have Chernobyl, the HBO series, highly, you know, loved and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind I of in the zeitgeist kind of, right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's in, even though Chernobyl was a while ago, it's still, that flame is still there for everybody to have. Yeah, that curiosity. These, these curiosity things, and even though Stalker doesn't necessarily take place in Chernobyl, it's just that uh, f- hard Fallout world. Yeah, where even Fallout has gotten away from being the difficulty that Stalker is. Exactly. 
Um, to give you an idea of the numbers too on the viewing viewership, uh, Soccer Two when I looked was just shy of a million views, and like Halo Infinite was under was like under five hundred thousand. Which that's insane. Yeah, and the same for what was the other big one? Fable. It was under five hundred thousand. Well, Fable, there's nothing to show, so yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. Then, after Stalker, we moved on to Warhammer 40k Darktide from Fat Shark, coming in 2021 to Series X and PC. A new four-player co-op game set in Hive Tertium. Fight together with your friends against hordes of enemies in this new Warhammer 40k adventure. Looked like a Space Marine take on the Vermintide style, where you go in with four people and slaughter bunch of baddies yeah i didn't realize that was a format for vermintide yeah vermintide is just like the old fantasy style you know swords magic yeah i didn't realize it was like a four-player co-op thing it can be it can be two-player interesting did not know that yeah i think it's i think when you play two-player i think it'd be two-player with two-person ai as well Interesting. And I think it's available on Game Pass for $15. <laughs> I'm just saying. Beating that drum. I'm never going to stop. I'm, I Screw it. I'm going to sell out now for Game Pass because I don't understand how people don't love it. I think people do love it. It's just, you know, no one talks it about it. It needs to be more talked about because clearly games media is failing you. If I'm not seeing headlines discussing it. Well, I think that's kind of the problem, though, is like games media is lives in a different world than other pe- than people do. Like regular that's people. That's always been the giant problem. Like that's, they why get... I, that's why we exist, damn it. <laughs> G- games media gets free games. Like, they don't have to worry about paying for games. So, like, they don't care really about Game Pass or, like, all these other services. Yeah, and it's always been a problem for... I, I'm not getting into that conversation. Yeah. That's going to get me down a rabbit hole. We're never going to finish this episode. After that tangent comes Tetris Effect. Connected. Enhance Studios. From holiday 2020 to the Series X, Xbox One, and PC. The original game, Tetris Effect, with an all-new co-op and competitive online and local multiplayer modes. And it still looks just as pretty and fun as the original Tetris effect that I still haven't bought, but I'm really, really tempted every time I see it. Uh, fun fact, the Tetris effect connect, uh, which is connected, which is the, uh, oh my God, which is the multiplayer expansion that I'm talking about. It's just going to be on Series X, Xbox One and PC first in holiday 2020. And then will come as a free update if you already own the game, I believe in summer of 21. So Ooh. if you already own the game, you'll still get this update. Just it's timed. So don't worry about it. Noise. Yeah. Every time I see Tetris effect and screw it, there's a Epic game uh, summer sale going on right now. I might go see what his price is and buy it after this. Cause I love me Tetris 99 on the switch, but what if I had Tetris effect on my PC and just then, Yeah. Why not? For sure. 
The next game is The Gunk from Thunderful Publishing, coming September 2021 to Series X and Xbox One and PC. Embark on an all-new adventure in a vast and exotic world where you'll encounter terrifying enemies and challenging puzzles on your quest to unravel the mystery of a forgotten planet while saving it in the process. It looked like a gooey game. It did look like a gooey game. It kind of just, like, like, I don't know, for some reason, something about this game just, like, offended me. It, I, I, (laughs) yes, I agree. There were, like, parts that she's, like, sucking up the sludge or gunk, whatever, and I'm just like, I I don't know if I want to do that. And her, like, big hand, and she had these, like, a skinny leg, and, like, I don't know, I was just like, I don't know. And then that random, like, monster that shows up at the end, and I'm just like, "Ah, you know what? Maybe I pass. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a hard pass for me. This will be uh, this will be a I watch someone play. So then we come to the medium from Bloober Team coming holiday twenty twenty to Series X and PC. I just hit my mic stand. <laughs> Travel to an old communist resort and use your unique psychic abilities to uncover its disturbing secrets. Solve dual reality puzzles, survive encounters with sinister spirits, and explore two realities at the same time. Yeah. Little it, a little interesting tidbit I threw in there for you. Thought it was thought it was interesting. This the second part you're telling me? Yeah. Alright. The medium was originally announced for Xbox three sixty, PlayStation three, and Wii U in twenty twelve but for want of better technology, reappeared in May 2020 as a Microsoft Windows and Xbox Series X title scheduled to be released in the fourth quarter of the year. Yeah. Found uh, that little tidbit on Wikipedia. So I didn't know about the first part of that tidbit. Yes, that was the important part. I just grabbed the I knew the second part of it because we had talked about it from the previous event. Yeah. They showed it. Uh, yeah. Her sitting in the church and things. Did not realize uh, that it was like, you know, essentially the idea or the game... I, I, the IP and the idea was that old. You're right. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that on the 360, PS3, and Wii U in 2012, and then using the reason of a want for better technology when literally the next year the new consoles came out, and that wasn't enough. So they waited seven more years. Yeah, that's like that. That idea blows my mind, and the fact that they accomplished the wait, I just don't understand. Well, it's because I think it just went into silence. Like, nobody remembered it. Well, yeah, but, like, what were they doing? Did they make a different game? I Who knows? Um, It it actually looked really interesting. It is 100% not a game for me. No. No. Uh, But I'm super intrigued to see, like, the technical side of it. Because it's saying, they're saying they're rendering both worlds at the same time, and the idea of moving back and forth and showing you how if you're looking at a wall and you jump to the other world, that wall and there might not, might not even be there. There could be an entire other thing going on. I was like, it looks really interesting. But at the same time, those games, those like horror style games, they are not me. They are not me at all. I feel exactly the same way. It's I will never play it probably, but I'm really intrigued to see how it works. I'm intrigued to like watch somebody somebody else play it and like i could watch somebody play it but i have no interest in myself being like making myself the jump scare yeah no way yeah exactly 
Then we move on to Fantasy <clears throat> Star Online 2 New Genesis from Sega. You guys remember them? Coming 2021 to the Xbox One and PC. An online action RPG. I believe it's an expansion to the online action RPG Fantasy Star Online. Will support Xbox Series X in the future. So hey, if you like Fantasy Star Online 2, you get an expansion plus you'll eventually go to Series X. So good news for you guys. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Crossfire X from Smilegate, co-developed with Remedy. Coming 2020 to the Series X and Xbox One. A fast-paced, first-person shooter offering a variety of exhilarating multiplayer experiences and a cinematic campaign that explores the global conflict between the world's two most formidable private military factions, which this entire trailer from the show was uh, focused specifically on the campaign aspects. And uh, they played XCOM Give It To You. Uh, I immediately was turned off by the name of the game. I was like, I was this cheap shit. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, intriguing. What is this good looking cheap shit? I was like, I'm intrigued. <laughs> like, what is, this looks like it could be interesting. It could be for $15 on Game Pass. Whoa. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was watching and I was like, oh yeah, that's this game. And then I heard the song, and I was like, "I gotta now." I'm just listening only to the music, and I realized they were playing a version of XCOM Give It To You, and I was like, "That is that is great. It's everything I want." Classic. And the final thing the show had was Fable from Playground Games coming to Series X and PC. According to rumors, this is an actual MMO set in the Fable universe. Well, let's not get those rumors going around via a French journalist who leaked the game's showcase lineup ahead of time. Well, there's uh, nothing like, to talk about, so I figured let's, let's just find like, something let's to talk like, about. <laughs> let's just like the idea that there's a new fable on the way. If so you let's say just so. Stop there. All right. All right. I don't want to think it's an MMO map because that doesn't bode well for its longevity. I mean, I kind of like the idea of it being an MMO. I kind of I, here's the thing: the universe and it can it be done 100. percent Will it be done to my satisfaction and, and thoughts? No. Do the you, pessimist in me is already saying no. Did you notice who's making it? Playground. Yeah. That's weird, right? Is it? Playground games? Sorry, why is it weird? All they've made is Forza Horizon games. Right. But I thought we had, uh, I guess, yes. So, yes, technically, based on that, yes, it's weird. Uh, but I believe when we were discussing the rumors, it was that they were making it. So that's why it didn't shock me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, we knew that they were doing it. But it's interesting that this developer. But that doesn't mean MMO. That just means open world to me. I know. I'm just saying, like, it's a weird move for them, is my uh, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Going from one style of game to a completely different one. Yeah. And, like, you usually get the fun thing about that is you usually get one extreme or the other. You either get like a really bad game or you get like something that's like blows you away because you know, or you at least hope that they introduce new systems that are, yeah, fun and not garbage and stuff like that. If it truly is an MMO, but here's the thing, the universe sets itself up well because it's a fantasy universe with, all those aspects of it that we've come to know and love of fighting magic and all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And character creation. And you're doing this whole thing. You're going on your journey, blah, blah, blah. 
it's a hundred percent as possible to be done. You get up in a group, you go through like a cave or like a dun, you know, your dungeon slash strike equivalent of going through caves or clearing wizarding towers and stuff like that. Can it be done? One hundred percent. Do I think it's going to get done to what I'm thinking it should be? No, I don't think so. But I want to be proved wrong, Matt. Yeah, I mean, regardless it, of even if it's not to my thought process or anything, I want it to be good. I Whatever mean, really, version of itself, it is really what I would prefer is a reboot. Um, yes, also would be cool. That's, but I think the MMO version, the MMO rumor has merit because the last game that was Fable, and I think it was inevitably canceled was a multiplayer game if I remember correctly it was like a team based like multiplayer thing wasn't that the one that was cancelled yeah it was cancelled yeah it's the one that they showed uh, Fable Legends yeah 4v4 yep the trailer shows them like running into a maze to fight each other or something. Yep, a uh, cooperative action role playing uh, video game, which was canceled. Yeah. Right. Um, but like so that's that's the last direction they were thinking of taking the franchise was multiplayer. So I'm like, uh, I could see them being like, ah, oh, let's just eh, multiplayer makes sense. I just don't know that. Well, I guess it also falls into the lines of like, what do you want to define as an MMO? Because I'm sure if I define Destiny as an MMO, somebody would fight me about it, but it is. Yeah, that's what that's my thing. Is like I I see when I say MMO, I'm thinking like right anything. Destiny, so if it's if it's, if it's wow, a Destiny style MMO, well, whatever. Mm, so if it's a Destiny style MMO, I think it's better than if it goes to like a WoW style MMO. Unfortunately, I kind of am assuming it. I I have a feeling, or I. I think that if if I'm Microsoft, I'm trying to get a chunk of the money that like you get from like the Old Republic or Elder Scrolls. The like you are you are and you aren't though because of Game Pass that fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's like the because we always we always for, they're not going to make you pay for Game Pass. And a subscription to that. That's true, yeah. but that's a huge group of people that might otherwise not be paying, you know, Game Pass fee. Right, right. I just don't think that they're... I think when I say uh, Destiny style... What I mean by the Destiny style of MMO versus the... You're thinking... You're saying like MMO, MMO light. Yeah, yeah. MMO light. And I'm thinking specifically around the idea that you can still go off and do things entirely by yourself in a controlled... Uh, oh, yeah. How Destiny is still open world, but it's not. Oh, for sure. Like, I can't... But WoW is not that. WoW is the most pinnacle MMO, go anywhere, do anything type of thing. Like, no, no, no. Scale it down to MMO, like Destiny style. Yeah, like, th- this wouldn't have survive a... if it wasn't able to be soloed. Have a Have a town where that is your, you know, tower. Mm-hmm. And... You have, you know, that's where you can see other player. You remember Guild? Do it like Guild Wars. That actually would be perfect, dude. I would, I would be so down for that if it was if built did, 
like Guild like Wars the original, one, like the original Guild Wars, and it was Fable. Yeah, which would make a lot of sense because the whole concept, like Fable's combat, was always similar in that way, where it was like over, almost overly simplified, which kind of made yes. it nice. Set set it in such a way that you go to town, and that's where you can see everybody. But the moment you you essentially zone out of town, yeah, you unless they're in your group, they're gone. Yeah. You instance then into you, the world and then do your own thing right. with your group. Right. And you, whether your group is your just you or your friends, and then you can control the entire thing still going that way. And the moment you go back to another town, boom, you're zoned in and then there's people again. I remember doing like doing the runs of uh, Drax runs or going up to when you went into Eye of the North and you went and met Olaf, son of Olaf, third son of Olaf. At Olafstead, that's a whole joke that I hope you. I don't know if you, I don't know if you get, but Todd will at least be happy with me. Um, because there's a place called Olafstead, and I think the person there was Olaf, seventh son of Olaf, or Olaf Olafson, or something like that. It was a whole joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time you went into a town, it was a zoned into a town, and then you had other people that were all part of that town. But then when you walked out again, you were back in your own world. And doing that with Fable would actually be very cool so if they go and and, and that's still pretty much full mmo territory kind of mm-hmm. so i'd be all da- or i i guess that's even that's like semi mmo light kind of yeah because star star wars is akin to wow elder scrolls is akin to wow where you just run around and there's always people and blah 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 yeah i mean i would so say that's mmo light because that's that's kind of like destiny territory Right, yeah. So I would say stick with MMO Lite, but like Fable MMO Lite has, would have potential to be very, very good. Yeah. yeah. To the point where Matt and I will both be playing Fable MMO Lite if it exists in that capacity. Yeah, for sure. I would I would wreck that. Alright, you had hardware thoughts. Yeah, so the hardware thoughts. Um, good, because I almost just moved us right on. My hardware thoughts are a lot of a lot of the discussion around this was uh, was the stupid, well, PlayStation 1, you know, blah, 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 blah. I have no reason to buy an Xbox and yada, yada. Based on what... I'm from Twitter, you're saying? Yeah, from Twitter and some Reddit shits and stuff like that. Hmm. Which I, it, I, I think is just, work. I think it's just the PlayStation fanboys and the haters coming out to hate anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't see where anyone could jump to that conclusion, but I think the I think the one thing that was clear, and it's not that it's a bad thing, I just don't think if you if you're an Xbox One player right now, I don't know that they gave you a reason to buy a Series X yet. Yeah, I agree with that. And Microsoft, we kind of talked on it a little bit before we started. And Microsoft recording. already kind of conceded it. Yeah, Microsoft already conceded that, and that's kind of part of their business plan. Yeah, so it's like that's the that's the one thing on the hardware thoughts. I don't know if they really showed you a re, a reason yet to get to jump on the Series X day and date. Mm-hmm. But when I'll, I'll, but <laughs> in the future, with the things of Forza and State of Decay and the other things that they have have shown are coming to Series X, they've given you the reason in the future to make the jump. Yeah, I'm looking back on the list now. And everything that they showed that was Xbox Series X and PC only um, 
were all games that are probably pretty far out. So like State of the Decay, we got a cinematic. They're at least they're at least a year. Yep. At it's... least next holiday. Yeah. So we got State of the Decay, which is cinematic. We got Forza Motorsports, which was like beautifully cinematic. Early early in development. Uh Elder Wild, maybe that would be the only one uh um, Wild. That was the rare one. Um, Avowed, which was clearly a cinematic. Um, Senua's Saga, which they were still talking about location shooting or whatever, so they're clearly still early development. Uh, Stalker 2, which was an in-engine... There was some wonkiness going on with that. I don't know if you read about that, but uh, it was not gameplay footage. It was in and they they had some weird way of describing it where it was essentially in engine but it wasn't like you right. know gameplay uh and then Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide which was a cinematic and, and the medium uh oh yeah cinematic. I'm still going and the medium oh sorry which was cinematic um and then Fable obviously which was which is the furthest away out of all of them oh yeah so, like, all the games that are Series X only are at least a year out. Yeah. So, it's like, if you know, hey, you're still playing Xbox One? Perfect. We still have things for you. You'll still be able to play the new Halo. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Give yourself a year. Now you can start, you know, start kind of planning. Give yourself a, mm-hmm. a window. Like, hey, we're going to build up to the Series X when you're going to actually want it. Going backing up what you said too, like what I saw when and the stuff I was looking at was a lot of journalists were complaining that Microsoft had reneged on their commitment to not forcing people to buy a Series X with all these games that we just mentioned that are coming only to Series X. And I think it's just not necessarily I think it's maybe a little bit of a messaging issue. Yeah, it's where, like they're not coming right now. Yeah, where they should have built it, they should have built it more of like, you know, these games are all coming in the future for Series X, but like these are things that are going to be coming out soon for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a uh, hey, you're still going to be able to play what's currently latest and greatest, but going forward, like hey. You're going to eventually need to switch. Yeah. But uh, the other thing, funny funny little tidbit. Apparently the Halo thing they showed was on a build from over a year ago. A build from over a year ago. Yeah. Interesting. And it's like, why did you show that then? That would, why? You couldn't recut that? But, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah, apparent, that was the rumor going around. Is that was over a year old footage. Interesting. Which over a year old footage or like a year old footage would put it as they chose they purposely chose not to show that at E three. Mm-hmm. Which is also interesting. Yeah, that kind of makes me think. I don't know how I feel about that because like that could be either they're holding back intentionally. Um. Mm-hmm which we rarely find that to be the case. Or they, like, that's all they had. Yeah. That was working and and ready. And if that was the case a year ago, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. That's the case now, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, knowing how games are developed and vertical slices and how much of a pain in the ass they could be, it could just be them being late. Like, I don't want to say lazy, but like, you know, like they had the vertical slice already and they were just like, let's just reuse it. Yeah. Or they had it, it or like even then they might have still had somebody for the last couple of months being like trying to make a better one. Mm-hmm. And they just were never convinced that they had made a better one. They said, screw it. Yeah. That is weird, though. That's really bizarre. And then we'll get to the final story before we wrap up to hit our personal stuff and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, what's old is new again, apparently. Uh, so let's talk about G4 TV. Uh, it started, if you're not familiar with G4 TV, it's a little, a little old. So I'll give you a quick recap. It started in 2002 like- and broadcasted all kinds of video game themed programs uh, for years. Popular shows include Attack of the Show and X-Play. Uh, G4 TV is where plenty of popular figures in the gaming industry got they got to kickstart their careers, um, including Adam Sessler, uh, Jeff Keeley, Olivia Munn, Morgan Webb, and more. Bruce Green, James I Williams, know, Joel right? Rubin, Adam Kovic. <laughs> uh, G4 TV stopped all production in 2014. Um, well, which brings us to today. Uh, G4 TV surprised everyone with an appearance at Comic Con at home. And various tweets across its show's Twitter accounts. Each tweet includes a video of a warehouse that ends with a TV set playing an incredibly high-scoring game of Pong. Once the music stops and the TV is interrupted, <clears throat> that once the music stops, the TV is interrupted to show a G4 TV logo with the words "We never stop playing" and 2021. Yep. So that's a thing. That is a thing. Uh, we we've talked about this re- fairly recently. I feel like like uh people trying to bring things to TV that shouldn't be on TV. Yeah, we talked. I talked about it during the Quibi thing, and then there was also the discussion around. I don't know if we had a discussion, but that Venn thing, V E N N, that exists. That's supposed to be game focused things like that, and I was just so. The TV thing alludes to that it actually being G4 TV revival, which would be bad. Which would be, it would be terrible. It, it's, yeah, yep, bad. Uh, <laughs> if it's like a new iteration where it'd be like a YouTube channel or like a streaming thing, maybe? Yeah, if they were just going to make, you know, a streaming thing where you can sign up to G4 TV and have that and you can just download, you know, you can have the G4 TV app on your Apple TV, Chromecast, Google Home, Fire TV, whatever, and you just mm-hmm. watch the shows there. Like, okay, that's more doable. Yeah. I mean, the jokes from a lot of people are, what are you going to show for the other half of the day that you don't have the cops license anymore? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's the thing is, like, I don't think you could, fit, like, there's just not, you'd lack content. If, if there's there's a large potential problem where it's they don't learn their mistakes from over a decade ago, and die immediately again. Yeah, I mean, my issue is that with this is that it's from it's from the exact. It's just it's the same people. Like it's the same. Right. It's, it's the still same owned people, by the but, same people. But none of the personalities that made it what it was seem to have any idea what's going on. Yeah. So you mentioned that earlier. Um, I'm curious. Like literally, Sess- none of them. Sessler seems shocked. Pereira uh, tweeted out a "Hello World" code. So he maybe he knows, but I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Uh Morgan made a joke about surprise that uh somebody knew the login to the Twitter account. <laughs> uh James and Joel 
you know, and Bruce all were like, we haven't been told anything. Not that they were ever big parts there, but you know, they were, yeah, they were there and they have since gotten large in the media mm-hmm. uh, game media space in terms of like other people just not knowing anything. Naomi Kyle uh, made a joke. Like if she, if they need her for anything, you know, let her know. Altano made a joke about um, if they need him to, if they would need help writing something, he'd be down or whatever. And then from the fan perspective, a bunch of people are like, oh my God, I hope this is real. I don't blah, get blah, that. Blah. Like, I, like, I like, I un- I understand what you think you want. Yeah. But you're wrong. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> um, like I have a, like I think back fondly on watching X play and stuff like that, but like it could never, it would never. Got tech TV that was on it too. Yeah, tech TV that was so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know it would have to be like so different, so different. It has to adapt to twenty twenty, and I don't know that they can. Yeah, that's my issue. And 2021 and, is, like, kind of far away. I mean, if you're going to drop the announcement and hopefully give yourself, depending on, what, you know, they specifically don't say when in 2021. But if you're giving your six, yourself six months head start for January, oh, that is not soon. That is too soon. I don't get why, though. Like, you know, what's the point? If well, you're just, I, if you're just, like, why, why would you even announce it now? Like. Yeah, I I guess if if you're trying to do the streaming service idea and and hype train, I can understand it to an extent because you're gonna. I assume that you would launch the the or open the uh, give us money window before you drop content. In the scum idea of trying to get money in before we release things they don't like. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, the the announcement is kind of like whatever. But everybody that's just like, oh, I can't wait for this to be back. I don't think are realizing that it was never the the shows and everything like that without the personalities are not going to be what you guys want. You guys fell in love with the personality, you know, all that stuff. Those people seemingly are just no longer involved. So yeah. you're going to have your new version of Sessler and that person I feel so sorry for if they are reviving that. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Somebody is, in that position. I feel like this to be successful, you have to be going after the people who know what it is. Which right. would require you to have at least some of the personalities involved. Yeah. Even even if they're not on a forward phase, even on just like a writing thing. But yeah. And if they're not involved and you're not going after, you know, the people who know what it is, then what's the point in even announcing it? Yeah. You know, like, Are you coming back to do Snapchat stories and Instagram live feeds? Yeah. Then don't announce it because you don't need to worry about getting the people that would know what it is. Like you could just yeah. launch it like a traditional new service. So, I mean, I'm intrigued to see what it is, but the people that are like, I'm so ready for this. I'm like, I don't know that you are. Yeah, I'm not. I really don't know that you are. I, it's it's a classic case of you and I constantly having our expectations low. Mm-hmm. And some just watching some people get carried away that are so over the moon about this. And I'm like, you know nothing yet. Yeah. As far like that video tells you nothing. <laughs> Yeah, 
Uh, I'm concerned. I mean, I'll watch it. Uh, I'll, I, I'll watch th- everything proceed for entertainment value. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will. I will watch from behind the curtains and like peek my you know eyes through the blinders at the house and like, ooh, what's going on over there? Yeah, exactly. And I will. I will watch with uh, curious eyes to see how it goes. Just even before they drop content, I'm. What is your business model? What are you even doing? Are you actually going to try to drop a TV show again? That's a terrible decision. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what happens. Same. Watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Even though this is a very long episode, I knew it was going to be because getting through Microsoft was going to take a very long time. Yeah. Uh, but what have you been up to, Matt? Uh, the only thing, let's see here. Well, we, I finished the last was part two thoughts. Um, Oh, you don't have to go deep, but thoughts. I mean, generally I didn't objectively, I get that it's a high, it's, it's, how do I? I don't even know if I like it objectively. That's the thing. It's like I, I generally did not enjoy my experience with it. We'll say. Um, okay. I wasn't a huge fan of the combat. Uh, I found it frustrating at times, um, and the story was just like not fleshed out. Really, it was just frustrating. The whole game was just frustrating. I mean, it was pretty. It didn't really break. Um, it was well made, but I wasn't a huge fan of the direction they did with the story. Not a huge fan of the the characters, and uh, yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. With that game, <laughs> I give it like a solid seven out of ten, I guess, or six, six or seven, probably seven, I guess. I mean, cinematics were good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. I think my expectations might have been too high. As well, so right. part of it, part of it was me. Played yeah, yourself. I did. Played myself. Yeah, I mean, all those things make sense to me. I, you know, I, I, I pretty much agree with you. I think my score is higher of of an eight, but it, there were there were definite problems that I think could have been better. I think if we played as Abby first, uh, spoilers, I guess, just heads up. If you haven't played, stop listening. Yeah. Um, We'll be back next week. Uh, If you played as Abby first and they hadn't touted anything about, like, they shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the marketing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever with the leak. I don't even feel leak really affects it if you play as Abby first. I didn't even look at the leak or anything like that. Did no, neither did I. Okay. But I think the I believe the leak was um the killing of Joel. Oh. So, which that happens like 
almost right immediately. Away. Yeah. But I think if you had played as Abby first and put that part in the middle and then Ellie, I think that fixes a lot of problems. And then I think you cut Santa Barbara out completely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I definitely think they should have reversed. They, yeah. I mean, the Santa Barbara thing, that's kind of part of my issue with it, is that part of the allure of Uncharted, or I keep saying Uncharted, but kind of the, the allure of Naughty Same Dog game. games game. <laughs> uh, with, like, The Last of Us, the first one, and the Uncharted games is that, like, you you feel like you're in a world and you're kind of exploring that world while also going through the story. And it's almost like another character in Naughty Dog games. And like this, this game, you literally spend so much time in Seattle in the same fucking locations. And it all looks exactly the same. It just was bland and like downtrodden the whole time. And like there were some little sparks of of light. Like the island was a really cool idea. Yeah, and the island had probably the best like action shot mm-hmm. stretch in it there as you're going through the fire. Yeah, and that's where the, you felt the most satisfied with the combat too because like it kind of played to your strengths at that point. And then for me at least, and then like uh I don't really have as much of an issue with Santa Barbara because it was different. And it was my issue with Santa Barbara is that there wasn't more of it. Like if you wanted to have Santa Barbara in the game and have that been a thing, we should have spent more time there and significantly less time in Seattle. Right. Yeah. Um, The the time scale, if you're looking at like a sliding scale of Seattle on the left and Santa Barbara on the right, should have just gone back more to the middle. And instead it was, very heavily towards Seattle, leaving you little time in Santa Barbara to explain or tell you any reason or anything going on there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like the whole pacing, like all the pacing was just all over the place. Yeah, pacing was... Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I don't know. It just was weird. Like, I don't know. It's like hard for me to like... Having played all the other audio games, it just seems like they just took this in a weird direction or something. Drop the ball. I don't know. Like I just don't even know what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah, it was definitely a weird. I don't know. Weird ask. I I can kind of see what everything was supposed to be, but then I feel like some things probably just got in their own way. Yeah, they were like whether or not they were too proud of them to kill, like to just cut those sections out or something. I don't know. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just yeah, it was something. It was a game. Yeah, it was a game. (laughs) I'm sure I'll have more thoughts on it. We might talk about it again at some point. I'm still kind of processing it to a certain. I'm I'm wondering if it'll have like the Red Dead effect. Not to that extent. I know it won't have it to that extent. Yeah, a little bit of the little Red like, Dead hangover. When when you and I go back to like discussing things and thinking about it, and it's like, I wish I could play Red Dead again, having wiped my memory of it. Yeah. I 
because every time I think back on it, I remember I was enjoying I, how much more I enjoyed certain sections and stuff like that. But at the time, and I still stand by it, God of War was the game of the year that year because it had no pacing problems. Everything was all good. But yeah, God of War was was like killer. Once, yeah, Red God of War was like perfectly all the way through. Like <laughs> there, you when you were down for a little bit of time you weren't ever down for long and you were down with a reason to be down in terms of like like slowness Mm -hmm. you were slowed down for as hey we're still moving forward we're still doing things let's continue to tell the story using uh mimir's head and art uh and everything like you had a reason and they still made it all work but then your other times like within uh, Red Dead kind of during Act 3 where everything just kind of grinds to a halt because it's this giant section you need to get through. <laughs> uh, kind of paced it a little poorly. And then in, in Last of Us 2, the entire thing is just sections of like, what the heck? Why is this so long? So. Yup. And then outside of the last of us uh after you know i've been playing ghost of shishima which is yeah which we talked about so yeah fantastic yep i'll probably uh i gotta play more ghosts i'll probably finish spongebob this week hopefully i think i'm pretty close to done with that uh been playing mlb been playing football manager and that's it yeah, there's been there was an yeah. update for SnowRunner. Um, I played oh, uh, a little bit of that, maybe maybe two hours or so. Um, but I don't know. I might play some more of it. I might not. I don't know. Hey, never know. But that's been uh, that's been the entire podcast. Uh, if you made it this long, thanks. If you didn't, you didn't hear this part, but I understand. So uh, we will see you guys in seven days. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.